It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. Thanks to EWTN and different Catholic TV programs, I was able to learn much about my faith because a lot of questions arose. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part one with Father Jose Arroyo. Yes. How'd I do? Great. That's fine. <laughs> I have more fine. names. I have more, I have more I know, names. I know. You can't, it's like Jose Emanuel Arroyo Acevedo. So it's just too, too much. But you did How, how many people do the full? No, no, thing. just me. Okay. <laughs> in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> do they say it in the, in the airport? No, well, I, they have to see that all, all my names are right. You know, they, uh-huh. they're all, they're fine. You know, identi- the ID is fine. So. Yeah. My passport, same thing, but yeah. no, everyone at home, they just call me Joseito. It's Jose. Jose so. But because, is there uh Jose? Jose Ito is... Like a little Ito Jose. means little, and it also is an endearing term. So it's like Bobby, you know. It's All not right, like right, right. Bobby necessarily is tiny. Right. It could be big, but it's Bobby because, you know, you love But it's him. not because you're a junior. <laughs> you're not a Jose junior. Actually, I am. My oh, dad okay. is Jose. There you go. That's right, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> So you had mentioned for your flavor to do yogurt. Yes. Are you a big yogurt eater? I this- love yogurt. I do too. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I and I, I I mean I like all sorts of flavors. Okay. I really don't have a particular I mean I love when it has fruits and not okay. yogurt that's plain necessarily. Yeah. But I do like uh vanilla and strawberry and Okay, well good. Cuz I got four different yogurts and oh. I got fruit flavored yogurts. Oh, I didn't get it plain or Excellent, good. Uh but <laughs> I, I thought we could do a little bit of an experiment with right. the cheap ones and the expensive ones oh, and then wow. different flavors. So All right. This is a blueberry. Oh. I got a uh Raspberry. There is so I got a blueberry and a raspberry for me too. So we we can just uh, this is a, a cheap strawberry. Okay. And then a more expensive strawberry. Okay. So we can see like maybe if there's a big difference there, you're like, oh yeah, it's definitely worth the money. Or no, they taste the same. <laughs> you just get the cheap All stuff. Right. So I don't know which one you want to start with as we talk about your vocational journey. Uh-huh. Well, let's do the one of the uh, expensive ones, the, the better ones. Oh, you're gonna start with the better ones. Okay, go ahead, grab one, and I'll follow suit. This was okay. So raspberry is is a Greek yogurt. Yes. Do you like that? That means it's good. That means it's good. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Greek is so much thicker, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. All right. How many days a week do you have some yogurt? I try to have a. Uh, like a couple of days a week. A couple days a week? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're stirring yours. That's probably a good idea. Oh, yeah. This is blended already, but... Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you prefer blended versus fruit on the bottom? I like it blended. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew a guy who just liked the yogurt itself and left the bottom. Didn't like it because it was too <laughs> sugar. I'm like, that's the whole point. Like, it's... Just get the plain best. then. I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Really good. It's filling. Yeah, I, I feel like 
There's, For breakfast, I don't have a lot. I feel like there's danger with starting with the the good stuff and working our way down. Mm. Well, but it's very creamy. Mm-hmm. Very rich. You ever put anything in it, like a granola? Oh yeah, anything? granola. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cereal, <laughs> Cheerios or something. Mm-hmm. So, Father Jose. Yeah. You're not from around here. I am not. I'm very far away. <laughs> yeah. Do you miss home? I do. I love going back and being, you know, spending time with my family. By the way, my home is Puerto Rico. Well, uh-huh. that's where my parents are. That's where I was raised. Although I lived in East Coast for a time because my dad was in the military. So U.S. military. Okay. In the Navy. I've come to appreciate wherever I'm at as becomes home mm-hmm. in a sense. So I am adaptable. Um, yeah. But home is home. You know, my parents, I love being with my grandmother, my brothers, my siblings. So, uh-huh. And they're all back in Puerto Rico. Most of them are in Puerto Rico. Others are in the East Coast. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So how often do you make it back? I try to go twice a year, like okay. in the summer and in the winter. Uh-huh. The winter is my favorite. So I can escape the <laughs> because it's warm there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like seven. It may drop down to sixty degrees, you know. But, oh my! Or you know, but most of the time it's like <laughs> seventy-five. Or How 80. hot does it get in the summer, though? Oh, it's actually it gets up to like ninety. Okay, nineties, but that's not bad. Yeah, but this summer it was hot. It was brutal. It, it, there were heat waves. Apparently, there it got up to like one hundred ten, which is not normal. Oh wow! No, but yeah. So when you were growing up, did you think? You were going to be a priest? Mm. When I was about nine years old, my mom asked me if I wanted to be a priest. Really? When I was in the catechesis program, the CCD. But um, I said, absolutely not. I said, no. Uh-huh. And um, my dad said, why? Do you want to get married, have a family? I said, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know how I knew the priests were celibate, but somehow I knew. And I'm like, no, I'm, that's not for me. And then I didn't grow up in a very, I mean, church going Family, like they would more or less go to church on Sundays. We try, like my parents would go every now and then take us, but they're not married in the church. They didn't receive the sacraments. So uh-huh. it wasn't until I was like 15 when I started, when I moved back to Puerto Rico and I was actually able to um, appreciate, like have a real relationship with the Lord and appreciate the church more that I was open to whatever God wanted, except I didn't want to be a priest. <laughs> so you weren't, go to mass every sunday necessarily not when i was a child yeah i mean we tried i think my parents tried they we were all baptized we were all in catechesis we all had to be altar servers i would say 80 85 percent of the time we would go Uh i'm not saying that we were all like we're pagans or something like that but (laughs) but yeah it wasn't like definitely like every sunday so i was at 15 i started to take my spiritual life more seriously why I had good friends who were into the church, although not all of my friends were Catholic. Uh-huh. And um, I just saw the uh, just the connection between their their beliefs and their life, how they lived. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, I want to live a good Christian life as a Catholic and um, be joyful as well. And I don't think that should be disconnected. I don't think it should be divorced. And and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna learn my uh, intellectually with my faith through EWTN, through different, uh, mm. just getting involved in my parish community, learning w- through my pastor, the religious sisters. We had three convents in my parish, uh-huh. so I just learned so much from them, things that my parents couldn't teach me. Then from there on, I was open to whatever God wanted, and and then eventually, some seminarians came to visit our parish and left some material to pray for 
priestly vocations. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's like Boy Scouts for priests. (laughs) (laughs) The seminarians, they're in high school. They're high school um, Uh seminarians, which the seminary doesn't exist anymore, the high school um, program. But either way, uh, I was willing to go. But then my mom's like, nope, you shouldn't go yet. You're in high school still. And um, I had to wait a couple of years. So, Do you think that was wise of her? Or do you think that kind of held you back a little bit? Well, I think it was wise in the sense that I mean, I was, on my end, I was excited. Uh-huh. But, you know, parents see things that, from a different perspective. And I think she wanted me to have a normal experience with the rest of the high school students. Mind you that she's a teacher and so mm-hmm. is my dad now. I think that it was good for my maturity. And eventually the seminary had to close because uh-huh. of some scams, some things that happened. Huh. So if I would have gone, I would have experienced or saw whatever bad things. Right. But somehow the Lord in his mercy and his providence allowed me not to go at that point, uh-huh. but later on. So so when you said not all of these friends were Catholic that mm-hmm. were kind of inspiring you, maybe challenging you, making you think about taking things more seriously, are you saying that some of these were Protestant oh, Christians sure. that yeah. you saw their act of faith and thought, man, I, I need to be taking this more seriously. Yes. I mean, one of them is uh, my good friend, Omaira. She's an evangelical. She has always been, so, um, but uh-huh. very respectful to me as a Catholic. And I would go on Fridays, for instance, to visit their church. And sometimes my friends would invite me to go on retreat. Uh-huh. So, I mean, a young person invites another young person. It seems exciting. It's different than another, right. an older person inviting. A, so I think that missionary aspect of their evangelization efforts, I think that I thought was very important. Mm-hmm. And then I really learned about prayer and fasting, about scriptures. But then, obviously, thanks to EWTN and the you know different Catholic um, network uh, TV programs, I was able to learn much about my faith because a lot of questions arose. And I needed answers. And uh, eventually I realized, well, I have the fullness of the truth. I have the scriptures, but I also have the magisterium. I have the um, sacred tradition. I, I don't have to leave the communion of the church to be in communion with God. Did you think about that for a while? Of never converting or leaving the never, church? Never, ever. I just thought I was going to be Catholic and evangelical at the same time. <laughs> so I, I guess you could be you an are? evangelical Catholic. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I love St. Francis of Assisi because he was, took the gospel very seriously. Uh, of course, the friars and Mother Angelica being a poor Claire and the friar, Franciscan missionaries of the eternal word, the Franciscans. So uh-huh. I kind of had a, uh, already, you know, just in my experience of watching TV and all that, St. Francis and that Franciscan zeal to evangelize through, you know, different means. So that helped a lot, you know. So Francis was very inspirational and just, uh, he wasn't a monk. He wasn't a regular lay person, but he just wanted to live the gospel mm-hmm. in poverty, chastity, and obedience. And, and it was very radical in his days. And I think it's Still inspirational from, I mean, the Pope took his name. I mean, right, right. <laughs> biggest proof, you know. And you spent quite a bit of time with Franciscans, a couple different Franciscan orders, mm-hmm. but yeah. decided to become a diocesan priest for the Fort Wayne South Bend Diocese, mm-hmm. not a diocesan priest in Puerto Rico, not mm-hmm. a Franciscan. How much, I know that you spent a lot of time thinking about being a Franciscan. Sure. How much time do you think about being a priest in Puerto Rico? Well, every time I visit Puerto Rico, they always want to fish me. <laughs> it's like yeah. the bishops are like fishers of men, you know? Yeah, right. Definitely there's a huge need in Puerto Rico, uh-huh. especially where I was raised. So the desire to 
in my heart, I would love to help. They were three and a half years without a bishop. Uh, their oh, wow. former bishop was made bishop somewhere else, and uh -huh. he was still the apostolic administrator. So that was a big deal. It's like, imagine a parish without a pastor for three and a half years. So I think that th there's a great need over there. I guess I was looking for stability at this point, and I uh -huh. needed something that was more concrete, uh, just... I don't know, Fort Wayne South Bend was already home to me in, yeah. in the sense that I was living here with the Franciscans. Most people know I lived in Huntington at St. Felix Catholic Center, what is St. Felix now, um, Catholic Center. And I lived there for nine months and then I lived in Mishawaka right next to Marion High School for three months. You know, and I knew Fort Wayne and, and the bishop knew me. The most important thing element, I think, was that the bishop gave me the opportunity to finish my studies for the diocese mm -hmm. and he knows my personal charisms he knows my desires and um i live one day at a time and yeah. this is where the church <laughs> needs me at this time the yeah. church is universal so right yeah. you kind of mentioned a little bit about the area that you were from mm -hmm. in puerto rico being especially needing of priests oh yes what was the environment that you grew up in what was the big city no it's really, village it's, okay. it's really a small town very small. Right now, the diocese has only 21 parishes. When I grew up, my parish was the last parish of the Archdiocese of San Juan. Huh. And then as I visit back, I mean, it's now a new diocese. It's called Fajardo Umacao. It has two names, just like okay. we have two names, Fort Wayne, uh -huh. South Bend, um, two different towns. And it's poor. There are a lot of sects, a lot of Protestants. They have Mormons, Jehovah's Witness. It was where the U.S. military was as well. Huh. There's a beautiful rainforest in the center of the diocese and the beautiful uh, east. Um, we have the coast, uh, Atlantic Ocean in the northern part, and then getting closer to the uh, Caribbean um, towards the south. But it, it runs like a horseshoe to the, towards the east coast. And they have two different islands called Vieques and Culebra. And they're part of, the, of Puerto Rico and part of the U.S. and part of the diocese and it's a big challenge it's poor it has few catholics i would say 33 percent of the population is catholic hmm. i'll bet now it's even less and they didn't have a bishop so imagine the catholics that remain catholic are amazing they deserve the best um because honestly they've held to the faith they're strong in their faith yeah well there's a lot to talk to you about different things that you're involved with, jail ministry, missionary work, the school here, but also your TikTok fame. Everybody wants to hear about. <laughs> I, would, I don't think is that. I got into TikTok. Mm -hmm. But also, I, I think just the, the idea of how to evangelize through these different mediums like TikTok is sure. this something that we should be on spending time on consuming versus creating. There's a lot to talk about. Also, more yogurts to try. So, what do you give this uh, Greek yogurt here? A the plus. raspberry. Amazing. A plus? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to go up from there, right? Yeah. But it's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll taste the other ones. Okay. Well, we'll try more flavors and hear more from Father Jose on Flavor of the Week, brought to you in part by Banditos. For show notes on this episode and to find more shows, visit kylehyman.com. And until next time, Remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm.